Varsity Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, good morning. Good to have your company this morning. Adelaide is in a blaze of fire right now with the Live Golf coming down to take over. After gather round last week, it's fair to say, Bryce, Adelaide is um, loving it. Good morning, Tom Lyon. <laughs> good morning, everyone, this morning on uh, on that time again, Saturday mornings, yeah. the time where you can really Let loose. start uh, living your life, as we yeah. like to say. But you, you're spot on. I feel like we haven't been able to take a breath. Absolutely. Gather rounds come and gone. Huge, huge weekend. Yeah. Or huge four days. And then uh, the parties just continued to, to roll into town. And I was just up the street on Highland Street getting coffees. And it's gone from seeing, obviously, a lot of AFL Guernseys mm. and, and colours. It's all tightless and Callaway hats. And they're all wearing their shorts up around their waist. With and the, the teams. The teams. Holland shirts tucked in. Yeah. The the Teams, yeah. The range, they've got the range goats. Yep. They've got the uh, the blaze or something. They're, all the names they remind me a little bit of AFL X. What else have we got here? The rippers, the, the rippers, stingers, yeah. The ironheads. It's uh, high flyers. It's all happening. Yeah. Did did you ever play AFL X? No, I didn't. I wasn't lucky enough to, uh, <laughs> to, pass to don in the, that, the AFL X Guernsey. I'm going to cover everything with the Live Golf. We've got our good friend and SEN correspondent, Miles Fitzner, who's been covering it with the call team up there. And it's fair to say, Miles, would pr- is he likely to partake in the festivities with that? I think that's the only reason why we stand <laughs> up for the job, wasn't it? For I that, think so. For that very reason. But yeah. watched a little bit of the coverage on the TV yesterday and, mm. geez, it looks like a good time. Absolutely. The- this was um, late, late yesterday. Fisher took over to DJ the event and uh, invited Cam Smith on to do a shoey. He still owes me a f***ing shoey. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is Cam Smith's walking up there and they're cheering him on now. So just, Tommy, just for the listeners that don't know who Fisher or what a Fisher is. Yeah, you're the, it's not the, that the little mu- cut you get. You're the musician <laughs> in the room here. Who, yeah. who is this bloke and what's he been doing? Because he's yeah. he's a big deal in the, I don't know, the, the DJing space, I suppose. Yeah, Tom. the electronic music. Well, he's I reckon he's probably Australia's biggest export as far as electronic music goes in the last couple of years. And he, he's got a few bangers. All the uh, AFL players love him. They all know of him. And he just knows how to party. He's, he's got a lot of branding going on. He's He's got his own drinks line. And I heard he was paid 150 grand for that hour and a half set yesterday. That was it. That was... So that equates to about a hundred grand an hour. Yeah, right. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that more than we get paid at SEM? Yeah, I would have thought so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and but even just the whole vibe. I mean, he was running around in the middle yeah. of the fairway, just sculling beers and doing shoeys and high fiving the the golfers like it was it was golf on steroids, pretty much. Absolutely, the whole competition. So yeah, uh, they're doing. If they're going to start recruiting people away from the PGA Tour, I, I think they're uh, they're doing a pretty good job to start off. They are. And the PGA have got – they realise now they've got to take a, a bit of a look at themselves and, and reinvent in some ways and, and take golf to the rest of the world. I was watching a press conference with Tiger the other day and he, he was saying that they've just got to accept that Live Golf is – 
absolutely creating this competition and they've got to innovate now. It's over to you, Pete, the PGA. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt they'll come up with some yeah. some changes and some things to try and spice it up a little bit. But yeah, old uh, the shark, Greg Norman, he's uh, he's had this vision and he's all over it. He's uh, it started off pretty 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 strong. Great media performer as well, Greg Norman. They ask him tricky questions and he just does what the coaches do and uh, brushes over them. Now the doggies got over the Frio Dockers last night, and I got to say, I reckon. Frio are the third youngest, they fielded the third youngest side in the comp again this week. So it's not maybe a huge surprise that they're going like this this year. Maybe they've got to have a down year and they're going to keep building next year. Yeah, it was a, a big a big game for both sides and under the Friday night lights as well. I mean, they had a pretty good year last year, Frio. I mean, they, won, they made finals and, and won yeah. a final, so... Uh, yeah, they just, I don't know, I'm just a bit worried about their ball movement. Their ball yeah. movement sort of front of centre, it's been a bit stagnant and not getting, you know, enough flow, not getting into the, into their forwards quick enough, I don't think. And mm. it, they just don't look dangerous. Their forward line just doesn't look potent enough. The the guy that looks to create the most havoc down there is Michael Walters, who mm. would be their, probably their oldest guy just about yeah. on their list. So um, he's certainly slowing down a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, but the Bulldogs, though, can't take away yeah. what they did. I mean, they're still a very good side. They're, they're still a, got a very good midfield. And, and when they're flicking the ball around and, and playing that kamikaze-type game, they're certainly hard to stop. And their pressure was certainly back in, in trend last night. And mm. I think their forward line has been a little bit stagnant to start this year. And, and they look like they were moving around a bit more freely. And it's amazing what happens when you move. Movement sort of creates movement and catches the eye of the midfielders when they're, mm. they're coming running out, shoulders out, and, um, yeah, they, they played a, a pretty good game of footy last night. Yeah, the Doggies, uh, once they get it on the outside, they're very, very difficult to stop. This is uh, Justin Longmuir's summation of the loss last night. We got stuck in our back half. Like, um, every time the ball went in our, our back 50, we, yeah, we couldn't, yeah, ball moving wouldn't allow us to get field position from there. Um, yeah, and we got we got done on the outside in contest. Um, so their, their contest method was way superior to ours. Um, that was, oh, it was bits and pieces all over the ground, but you know, when we went long out of our out of our back fifty, whether it was from a kick in or or ball movement, they just handled those contests, got on the outside of us, and got re-entries. Um, yeah, so I, it's, we spoke about our contest method, um, needing to re reschool that. We got we got a lesson on that tonight, and um, yeah, our back half ball movement. We need to be able to get field position from there. That's Justin Longmuir summing up the game last night. Bryce, I'm just looking at you now and realising that you had a beard last week and now you don't. What what motivated your decision to cut the beard off? You, it looked almost <laughs> like Basha Hooley's style. Uh, I, well, I sort of had the beard in the first place just off being a bit lazy. Mm. And couldn't really be bothered shaving it. Okay. And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I've... It's long enough to, I'll see if I can run with it, but it just, yeah, I don't know. I Born out of laziness. Grow a very good beard, very wiry, very, and, and the thing yeah, is but too. but it still looks masculine. You need, um, it's a lot of time and effort to maintain mm. a beard, I've learnt. Have you seen the beard oils going around? Well, I went to a barber and got a haircut and yeah. they trimmed it for me and, you know, because I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. That's nice. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't. 
couldn't see myself maintaining it. Yeah, week okay. In, week out. So I was like, do you know what I've got to do? I'm just going to get rid of it. Take the easy road. Just get it out. You know, one of the best feelings in the world is when the barber massages your head. You like that, do you? I love it. I, I had a guy, he was a Middle Eastern guy, actually. He's come over to Australia and opened a barber shop in North Adelaide. Shout out to him. He uh, massaged my head last time I got a haircut and it was mwah, beautiful. Uh, Bryce, Crows and Port. <laughs> Straightening up. They've got some big games coming up this weekend. Port Adelaide playing today. SEN will be covering it on Power Nation. Uh, it, lo- it looks like an easy one on paper, but it could be a danger game for Port Adelaide with it. West Coast have got them a few times. Tom. Tom. <laughs> Come on. Are you serious? Half serious. This should, this should be a 10-goal win. Should be. To Port Adelaide. They're pretty decimated, aren't we, they? We the know years? West Coast <laughs> have been riddled with injury. There's no, yeah. there's no doubt about that. And... Well, I'm trying to work out, too, why they went back to Perth. Yeah, that was so, a bizarre. So there's something weird going on with the Eagles. They make they make weird decisions. They came out complaining about Gather Round. And then Everyone else was happy with it. They're on a six-day break back here in Adelaide. You, mm. you would think it makes sense just to stay here. Totally. Because the, the Perth trip, even it's though like it going is to France. A, a couple of hours, <laughs> it, does, it does knock you around a bit. And yeah. we saw with the Bulldogs, even... Last night, they yeah. flew from Adelaide to Perth. straight over to Perth. Yeah, makes from here sense. Instead of going back to Melbourne. So um, I wonder whether they come out and how they're going to be in the first quarter, whether they're going to be a little bit sluggish. Because as I said, although it is only a couple of hour flight, the time difference, it mm. does sort of muck you around your body clock a little bit. So yeah. I thought that was a bit of a strange call. But uh, yeah, they're going to be up against it in Port. Uh, you know, we'll go, obviously dive into it a little bit deeper a little yeah. bit later. But uh, Port. Starting the season three and two, I think, I think they'll be very happy with that. With, yeah. the, with the draw they were given, I thought the, the first five games were, were going to be extremely hard, and uh, to to be three and two, I think that's a massive massive win for Port. Yeah, tough start for Port. We're going to cover those games in depth. The Crows. Hawks game and Port West Coast. We're live and interactive. 0427154166. We want to know how, if you're going to live this weekend, if you went yesterday, tell us, fill us in. You can be our correspondents. And uh, if you're going tomorrow, whatever, whatever you're up to. And also uh, your Saturday statement, what you're feeling strongest today. Could be about football. It could be about anything. Bryce Gibbs, I was on the phone to you in our pre uh pre-preparation meeting and you were on a golf course. You're in a number of places for these meetings. Sometimes you're in the car, sometimes you're in the golf course. And as you took your shot, I heard heard it hit a few branches of trees. <laughs> how, how did your round end up? How did my round end up? Uh, I I cracked it. <laughs> I cracked it's a love-hate sense. relationship, isn't it? I've, this is the first time I've ever done this as well. I'm not, I, what, I, golf? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I enjoy golf, right? I enjoy golf. I don't play enough to yeah. improve. So every yeah, time yeah. I play around, I have some good shots and I have some absolute stinker mm, shots. Not consistent. And I, I, I'm too, I get too frustrated. Yeah. I walked off the course. Really? I walked, what? I walked uh-huh. off at the third. You didn't I finish the, the game? I walked off on the 13th hole. And what did your friends say? I think they were very understandable, <laughs> the, the sort of headspace. They, they were probably and happier. how much frustrated I was. And they said, you yeah. just need to go home, put your feet up, sit on the couch, <laughs> take it easy. It's that sort of game, isn't it? There's a love-hate relationship we all have with golf. If you're not, you know, any good at it, then, um, yeah, it can really frustrate you. But you'll be back again. Bryce, up next, I want to run a few things past you that have come up during the week. Wayne Carey spoke out for the first time since the uh, white powder incident. I want to run that past you. 
And Caroline Wilson and uh, Greg Baum spoke out uh, against Gather Round. I want to get your thoughts on that one as well. So it's a top of 23 degrees today, very sunny, and 25 tomorrow, pure blue skies, no clouds around, perfect for the live tournament. It's currently quarter to nine. We'll be back with you in a sec. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, it's Saturday. It's time to live your life. Adelaide's on fire right now. Live Golf has arrived and we're going to be checking in with our good friend Miles Fitzner just after nine o'clock. He's going to fill us in on all things Live Golf from yesterday and what lies ahead for today and tomorrow. It's a beautiful day today, 23 degrees. Tomorrow looking sunny again, 25 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Bryce Gibbs, it's like that perfect winter's day. Does it get any better than today? I probably would have said it's that perfect <laughs> autumn day, Tom. Yeah, not yeah. Quite at, it's uh, not quite the it, winter months just yet, are we? It's not winter yet, is it? But no, I, I no. got what you were putting down. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I'm, I'm just trying to put something out there for you to take in and give your opinion on. That's what I'm going to do right now, actually. Tell me Bryce, tell me sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me Bryce. Yeah, it was interesting. During the week, uh, Wayne Carey spoke out for the very first time since he lost his job at Triple M and Channel 7 when he was caught with some white powder in the Crown Casino in Perth, I think it was, Bryce. But he said it was a uh, an anti-inflammatory Something along those lines. So I was expecting quite a big, I don't know, a a big statement. And he said the podcast is called uh, The Truth Hurts. So he constantly speaks about um, telling his truth on all these things. So this is a bit from the podcast, Bryce. I want to get your thoughts. I had a really emotional period after all of that stuff come out in the media. And when I say that, people have got to understand that that type of reporting doesn't affect me anymore. I've built a wall and I've built a mask that is almost almost unbreakable. But who it does affect, it affects my 17-year-old, my 8-year-old, my 4-year-old. It affects my, the, the mothers of those children. What it does highlight to me at 13, when I, I left home at 13 and moved in with my brother, I, I built a wall and I built a mask. And then that mask only grew um, over time. Did you listen to much of that? I did listen to the start of it, absolutely. And yeah, I was I was a little bit like you, Tom. I, I thought he was the the idea of it was to come out and, and talk about some of the stuff that was reported and mm. and uh, his side of the story. But it sort of seemed to start off like that, but then trended into the- <laughs> him just talking about the footy, footy and sport and and everything else. So. I assume it's going to be he's going to be it's like going to be a series delve into bits and pieces along the way. But he spoke a lot about talking or being <laughs> talking his own truth. Yeah, like, I I, uh, I should have got a little ding bell every time he said that because he said it about yeah. fifteen times. But I, I was expecting him to go into specifics about the white yeah. powder. Like, yes, yeah, so, you know, either completely denying it or you know saying yes, you got me and. Whatever, but he really didn't go into that. Uh, but maybe he's going to, you know, elaborate a little further as the series goes on. Yeah, and I can certainly understand what he was saying in that in that first mm. bit about you know creating a wall. And I mean, as a as a professional athlete, you you sort of sign up for 
the criticism and you know when your your form's not there or your yeah. your request to trade back to Adelaide or whatever it may be, mm. people are going to have their opinion and whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, you've got to deal with that. I suppose some people can deal with it better than others. Uh, you obviously deal with it better over time and and the more experience you have and uh, as he said, he goes. He built a resilience against it, but mm. sometimes your your family doesn't, and your yeah. family hears and read things, and it affects them. And uh, you know, there was certainly plenty of occasions where you know I'd get a call from you know my wife or my mum mm. saying, "Oh, I've read this or I've heard this. Like, what's going on there?" And it's like, "Hang on, you for Consult once, me it's, first. Not, it's not true, or it's yeah. that's not how it's played out here. This is what's happened, particularly and, that public urination one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, and you know what, things, there's plenty of, you know, with social media and, yeah. and um, blogs and chat lines and fan pages and whatever it may mm. be. Um, Big you know, footy. A lot of things can get built up a lot bigger than, than what they actually are. Absolutely. So, um, that's just the way it is, I think, these days. That's, yeah. As I said, when you, when you sign up to, unfortunately, whether you, whether it's right or wrong, this is sort of what comes with with being comes with the territory with having a high profile. Yeah. Do you ever go in and read any comments ever on Twitter or Instagram? Do you I ever mean, have a look? You don't go and search for it, but no. it's impossible to to not see anything, uh, and especially on your on your own social channels when you you know you you might post a picture of your family or post mm. something that's got nothing to do with footy, and then and then people you're bombarded in. with comments that some of them are pretty, pretty scathing and, Very and, nasty. and pretty, pretty horrible things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you sort of wonder why. And, and a lot of these comments are coming from people that have just created an, a profile. an account and a profile that's not real, but just to hide behind this profile mm. and make these comments. It's, it's actually quite sad. Yeah. yeah very sad. Basically cowards. I've actually had a because since we started the show, from time to time when a social post would go out, I would go and look uh, underneath. And yeah, you you cop both sides. Like you get some savage bullshit, <laughs> and then uh, I saw Carlton shared when you visited the club. There's a lot of love uh, back at Carlton with, with their fan base. They were just ecstatic to have you back and a welcome back, Bryce. Good to see you. Yeah, that's, that was very nice, Tom. But I, I suppose, so just to go off on a little bit of a different yeah. tangent, what do you, like the hardest probably thing I've dealt with is whether to bite back or not. Whether, yeah, whether to, that's tricky. Whether to fuel it and and dive in and, you know, have a crack back mm. or just give them the silent treatment and not say anything and, no, not, and not let them continue to, to bait you or – or push the envelope mm. in whatever space they're, they're trying to push. So does that make sense? It's yeah. Sort of, it's been hard to – because sometimes you, you after a game you're emotional if you've played a bad game or you've had a tight loss or whatever totally. it may be. And, you know, it's it can be frustrating as well. And then you've got to put up with this extra rubbish that you mm. just shouldn't have to. But sometimes you do. And I, I remember Lauren, my wife, would want to bite back all the time. Yeah. And I was like, just you can't. leave it. Like nothing is going to be gained out of – riding back and having a go back and whatever it may be. It's only just going to fuel them to continue to, to write things, I suppose. Well, that's really what they want as well. That's what they want to get out of it. I've, um, 
What was I going to say? Yeah, someone who does bite back is Kane Corns. He doesn't mind getting down in the weeds and um, arguing with a few punters. I suppose now that I'm out of the <laughs> AFL bubble, like yeah. I'd probably be, in, I'd be more comfortable to, to have a yeah. crack back and, and to pull a few people up. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But when you're, when you're in, in that AFL environment, in that bubble still, it, it certainly... You got to preserve. It's more off, often than not. It's not worth it. Yeah, we're going to pivot now to uh, Caroline Wilson and Greg Baum. They were on the Age Footy podcast earlier this week after Gather Round. We were sort of bathing in the glow of Gather Round because it's so fantastic and typical views from Melbourne. And yes, the march down to the Adelaide Oval, both on Thursday night and Friday night, were just extraordinary. I'm really surprised that. A whole of industry decision, though, which is to give it another three years, seems to have been made unilaterally by Gillan McLaughlin. Gillan McLaughlin's leaving. You know, we, we heard he was leaving at the end of Gather Round. Clearly, that's not going to happen, but he'll be leaving soon. And I just wonder whether it was his decision to make. I'm even more sceptical than you, Cara. Um, I was worried from last week on Wednesday and Thursday hearing various people from Melbourne heading over to gather around, declaring it an unqualified success before the plane had even touched down in Adelaide. What a killjoy. What, what was wrong with it? Surely they can, they can see that Melbourne hold the grand final until I think it's 2056. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> and they're complaining about Adelaide getting a gather around for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's just Caro being Caro and mm. stirring the pot a little bit, but Yep. I mean, if I, I didn't see... Was she here? I, no. I oh, no, no. She was here, oh, she yeah. Was here. And she did say a lot of good things. She was just unhappy that we got it for three years. Yep. Well, I think because... I mean, you just look what Adelaide did off the back of mm. four months. What they can do with 12, 24 months lead in time to to the future gather rounds. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only going to get bigger and better. And, yeah, I think... I think she got it wrong, that one. <laughs> I think she just said, that's, that's right. got it wrong. We'll give her a mulligan there. It's uh, almost nine o'clock. we got to get to the news, Bryce Gibbs. We are coming to you from Studio Lumo, number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And City Discount Tyres are our friends. SUV tyre deals are on now. Top of 23 degrees today, 25 tomorrow. It's nine o'clock, so we got to get to the news. But up next, our good friend Miles Fitzner is going to join us to talk all things live golf. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning. So good to be with you on this lovely Saturday. Top of 23 degrees. Well, Bryce Gibbs, Live Golf has uh, taken over Adelaide and it's fair to say Every single one of us is loving it. On the line right now, he's the star horse in SEN Stable. You can hear him all this weekend covering the the golf and the party and the coverage of that party that comes with it. He's SEN's very own loose unit. Miles Fitznam, have we got you there? Well, the star horse of the stable, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> you take that one and run with it back to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll, I'll roll with that. First time in my life I've ever been called a horse, I can guarantee it. <laughs> Sometimes I improvise miles and that's what came out. <laughs> no, I like it. I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. don't know how you know, but uh, I was trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you better sign off the call with a bit of a nay, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, something, something like that. How are you, fellas? 
Yeah, very good, mate. Hey, um, can you paint the picture for us down there, just what it's like, what the atmosphere is like? Or just looking at some of the images online, it seems like a big party. Look, it probably started Wednesday night, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> with the um, with the, the launch um, party at Adelaide Oval, which is, was like a party that I've never seen. Um, oh. it, it was enormous. They booked Adelaide Oval. Um, you know, the story is that they've dropped a million just on the on the launch party at Adelaide Oval, and it was nothing short of it. Uh, showcased the best that South Australia had to offer with all local produce, but top-end wine and you name it. And then it rolled into the Pro-Am uh, there on Thursday, which uh, we went out and walked the course. And the Pro-Am, there was a crowd at the Pro-Am. It was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, got to, I got to walk in behind Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson and have a look at these golfers close up, which was nothing short of insane. And then, then we thought, gee, this couldn't get much better. Uh, and then we went out on Friday. Um, the golfers have gone berserk. Um, Taylor Gooch has shot 10 under. Uh, they're scoring everywhere, and Fisher has flown in from Coachella to make an appearance mm. there to DJ last night at five o'clock. And uh, to see if there wasn't 25, there'd have to be 25,000 there last night. Mm. It looked shades of if you were at, at when Big Day Out was flying or shades of a festival. It was a, there was like a mosh pit you couldn't get in. <laughs> Ian Poulter went through the crowd. He's standing up on tables as the golfer. Cam Smith's doing shoeys on the yeah. on the stage with Fisher. It, it's this is a party. At a, well, we we nearly forgot it was a golf tournament, really. Mm. But that's what they want. They want to revolutionise golf, and they've done it. The crowd there yesterday, enormous. I, I'm calling with Pat Welsh, who's the doyen of 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 golf in in Australia, has broadcast golf for 25 years and he sat there, he was nearly speechless. He said, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in golf anywhere. And it's so good for Adelaide and Mm. so good uh, for the game of golf because we're going to get more of these. And if you didn't get a ticket to this, you need to. It's something, it's almost to the point where you can't describe how good it is. It's it's probably the best sporting event I've been to. I'd go that it certainly looks like that, Milo. Watching a bit of the the vision on uh, on the TV yesterday. Um, what's the feedback been like for the players? I mean, you mentioned some of the, the biggest names in the world there with Cam Smith, Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, of the like. So, listening to the crowd, the crowd seems very vocal. I mean, they've got music playing on some of the holes. Um, players are getting booed if they're not making the green on the on the watering hole twelfth. <laughs> How are the players? Are they enjoying it? Is it? It's obviously something very different to what they've been used to. What's the? Have you had any feedback, or what's the feedback been like from the the actual players of the day? I thought some of the players wouldn't wouldn't enjoy it, um, but they, I think it's part of the, the signing on with Liv's that that's what they want to embrace. Now, Nick Del Santo walked in behind Ian Poulter yesterday, and he said Poulter was getting heckled saying, mate, where are your funny pants or whatever? And Poulter was just giving them the thumbs up. They embraced the party. Now he roared through the crowd last night at Fisher with no security mobbed, you know, getting mm. picked up and mobbed. They are embracing it. That They hit a bad shot. They turn around. They're smiling. They, they, um, they land on the green. They're doing the raise the roof and pumping the crowd up. If they, if they sink a massive putt, there's fist pumps and the crowd go nuts. The watering hole, if they land one close, people are throwing beers. It's, it's, 
it's it's so hard to describe. All the vision you're seeing doesn't do it justice mm. um, because to be there is something else. But but the players have embraced it. Look, to walk into the party on Wednesday night and you can walk over and have a beer with Mark Leishman and Cam Smith and just have a chat to Phil Mickelson mingling in and around you, um, it, it's fantastic. Is that a conscious thing Liv have done with, with that type of access to the players? Have they... They've just gone all all out, and the players are in some sort of agreement to be um, be that close with everyone. Yeah, it, it's Tom, it, it's hard to to comprehend how how impactful this is, probably for the game of golf. We've mm. had kids there yesterday. Um, you Doing know, they're, they're getting their, well, <laughs> no, not not that far, but they've, they've had their balls signed. You know, they're embracing it. Greg Norman mm. went to the watering hole. He signed autographs for, for three hours. It, it's, they've embraced it. And there's, it's sort of, I said in my intro yesterday um, that, that the traditions of golf are there and the traditions of the game, but this is 54 holes. It's fast-paced. It's shotgun start. They all start on a different hole all at the same time. The, the, there's a team event. So if the individuals are out, they can still win $3 million as a team in three days so it, it's it, there's anywhere you look on the course there's something that happening or it's going to affect the, the leaderboard or the game or a big prize money swing and then not to mention on top of that is that the, the, what the event that they've actually set up themselves out there that there's there's as good a kid friendly sort of fan zone out there as i've seen at any sporting event anywhere in the world anywhere there is there's so many putt-putts, chippings, um, fastball competitions. There's sand pits, playgrounds, people on stilts. It's, it's as good an entertainment and setup as I have seen at any sporting event anywhere. It, it, you can't – I know we're paid to talk about things, but I'm not <laughs> smart enough to, to, to put into words how good this is. I'm just not. Well, I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, Milo. Uh, just a word on the Aussies. I think uh, you spoke about the, the teams and, and uh, they're all in groups of, I think there's four, four a team. The Aussies have got a team in there. Um, Cam Smith spoke about it. He didn't think he was, he's been as nervous in a, in a golf tournament, um, obviously being home here in Australia. How are the Aussies faring? Uh, look, they started pretty well. Um... A few of them were all two under, and they played in, in their team yesterday, barring Cam Smith. The captains then played um, with the other captains. But then they hit a wall. Um, young Jed, he had three in the bunker, had an eight. He ended up plus two. And then Leishman started to battle. So their team actually slipped. I think the, they're called the Rippers. Um, and take that what you will. Um, uh, they are probably the third bottom side um, at the moment. But because you can score so rapidly in this, it doesn't take much for them to push up the ladder. But it, 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 Cam Smith saying that is because the crowds around them were so large and, and every, every shot um, was, was ridden by the crowd. That's why he was so nervous because that's something that he said, you know, he hasn't really experienced anywhere else. I, on Australian shores, we've never seen it, but that's where the nerves came from is the fact that it's just so, there was so much anticipation for him to make a shot. Um, that, that that's why he probably got a bit edgy. We'd like to see more from the Aussies, but 
Um, whether or not we see one of the big stars make a big surge today, like a Mickelson um, or uh, maybe even a Bubba Watson, um, some stars like that start to surge up the ladder. But um, either way, uh, you should be tuning in um, because it's there's something happening literally from the shotgun start right until the last part goes in. It's non-stop action. Well, if that doesn't get you excited, <laughs> I don't know what will. I'm sure. I think th- I was having a look last night. There's a few packages still left online if you want to get down to it. Uh, thank you, Miles Fitzner. He's the chief horse in the SEN stable. <laughs> Miles, can we get a bit of a horsey neigh to, to see you out? Absolutely not. Tommy. You can get a tip, though. <laughs> now, um, a couple of tips. A couple of tips I will give you. Yeah, yes. Uh, more for Dill because mainly your Saturday listeners here in South Australia. So. I think there's going to be a couple and Morverville, I think, should win. Race six, number six, Royal Merchant, I yep. think, should win. Um, a race nine, number two, in the boat, that should win. And I just want to give a shout-out, too, to um, all the team at Morn team that looked after us with vehicles mm. this week while we were in town um, for the Live Golf. So Matty Broadbent, the team at Morn team, Kia and DT, they looked after me superbly with a brand-new Kia Sorento that... Um, They've got a bit of a workout around town, so shout out to all that crew for looking after me uh, over the week here in Adelaide. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Miles. Um, that's been a fabulous chat. No worries, lads. We'll take it easy and look. Hey, I might see you in town tonight if you want to come down for a beer. <laughs> a couple of shoeys, maybe, Miles. A couple of shoeys. <laughs> I we, think so. We'll see you soon. We've got a text here from Greg. He says, uh, we went along yesterday after Fisher finished up. We went to the casino Pretty large and paying the price, but what a game changer for Adelaide and golf. And, of course, uh, with those tips there from Miles, what are you really gambling with is always what we say now. Uh, Bryce, we've got to get to a break, but we are here for our good friends at City Discount Tires, SUV Tire Deals on now. It's almost quarter past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. So good to be with you this morning. Wow, that got me excited. Miles Fitzner's summation of the Live Golf. It looks like a big old party, Bryce Gibbs. Hey, we're going to do question time right now. That's where I put you under the griller. And I'm just searching for the intro and there it is. I asked the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view of fight back, why won't you call an early election? The The answer is, mate, mate, because I want to do you slowly. I want to do you slowly, Bryce Gibbs, so let's get into it. First question, who will finish higher on the ladder this year, Port Adelaide or the Crows, and why? This is a good start. Uh, So five weeks ago, before the season started, I would have said Port Adelaide. For sure. But I think after five rounds, it's a lot closer than that, Tom. Mm. So I mentioned a little bit earlier, I thought Port started, well, Port had a first five really hard games. So to be three and two, I think fantastic for mm-hmm. them. But Adelaide, the Adelaide Crows, I don't think any of us saw them playing, apart from the first two weeks where they were a little bit inconsistent within games. Their last three weeks have been exceptional and have played some really good footy. So if they can continue that momentum, yes. they're going to be right in the mix to play finals, if not just just out. So I think that's where Port are as well. So I think they're going to be pretty close on okay. the ladder. I think the next 
month of footy will be really telling mm. to tell us who's going to finish higher. The thing with Port, they play West Coast today. They should knock them off. Adelaide play Hawthorne. They should knock them off. But uh, St Kilda and Essendon are after that for Port Adelaide. So okay. those two teams we didn't think will probably be sitting one, one and two after the first five rounds. Mm. So a couple of tricky games for them. Adelaide have got Geelong and Collingwood. So two, you'd think, tough games mm. in there as well. So um, I think we'll know more in the next couple of weeks. But I'm going to say... yes. <laughs> if, if Adelaide are playing better footy than Port at the moment. Yeah, so they are. on form, I would say Adelaide. Oh, there you go. Bryce Gibbs haters who were texting in last week about him predicting Crows to miss finals. Yeah, I saw a couple of those texts last week. You People misinterpret. You weren't saying the Crows would miss the finals. You were saying there's more likelihood of them missing the finals than winning a premiership in the next couple of years. Yep. Just to clarify that for... Those people out there. Okay, my next question. Harry Himmelberg is out of contract now. We saw what he did last week where he took a beautiful mark up forward and then um, kicked a goal, then went down back and saved the game. Uh, Clubs are queuing up for him, apparently, including both Port and the Crows and Sydney. Who do you think would be his best fit and why? Oh, there's no doubt he'd fit well in any side, but <laughs> yeah. uh, our both both of our SA teams, I mean, he'd be a, a welcome inclusion mm. without a doubt. I mean, both both defences are probably the, the line and the area of the ground, which is probably a little bit undermanned and mm. they probably need a bit of bolstering, uh, and especially the, those tall defenders. I mean, McKenzie plays undersized a lot. Uh, Jonas plays, you know, he can play big or small, but... You know, he, he plays out of his, his weight division a little bit. And Alir Alir, obviously, yep. a quality player. But you want him on the second or third keyed forward so mm. he can come off and intercept and, and do what he does best. Obviously, Jordan and Butts for Adelaide uh, have been just hanging in there and, and getting mm. the job done. Uh, and it has surprised a lot. Then you've got, you know, Worrell, Dude. Um, I think he'd fit well in both sides, but I reckon having his brother at Adelaide might oh. give Adelaide the advantage okay. if he was to, to come to South Australia. Yep. I reckon he would want to oh, play like with it. his brother would be the, the carrot. It's there. always a, a motivating factor because it, it taps into something deep inside us from childhood. You want to play with your brother and um, have fun. Although I, I'd say Port would be more desperate for a tall than the Crows. It'll come down to cash too. Who's got more... Mm money available in their salary cap. We all know Port have gone out and got, have traded well, but so they're going to have to, if they want to hold Rosie Butters uh, for the long term, obviously Rankin, Rochelle, there's some, some stars in across young stars across both sides to hold onto them all. Who's going to, I'm not exactly sure where both salary caps are are at in terms of uh, percentage use, but uh, it might actually also come down to who's got more money to spend. Yep, I think Port are just running a, a little bit tighter than the Crows, but uh, not a great deal. Uh, okay, next question. Liv have basically put on a music festival with this festival of golf. Uh, golf but louder, having DJ Fisher on last night, doing shoeys with um, Cam Smith. What is your favourite music festival memory, Bryce Gibbs? My favourite music festival? Uh, I did I did the Falls Festival a couple of times, and, and mm. that was pretty pretty fun. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, it's big. It is big over over New Year's. There's Did you sleep in a tent? I slept in a swag. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, there's four four day tickets, three day tickets, and two day tickets. So being 
sort of essentially in the middle of pre-season. Yes, perfect. Uh, I would always just buy the two-day ticket just so I could go in, yeah. have a couple of a busy days and then and then get out of there. The four-day festival event would, mm. would have wrecked me, I reckon. But um, yeah, I, the Falls Festival. Yeah. Just and being there with your mates and uh, over New Year's, bringing the, the New Year was uh, always a good time. Do you remember any of the bands that were playing that year? Uh, I reckon it was... Flume when Flume oh, got yeah, first put on, put on the map, so that was that was yep. one. Uh, I'm a big Hilltop Hoods man. They played, yep. I reckon that year as well. So yeah, festival of, mainstays, yeah. the Hilltop Hoods. Uh, very good, Bryce. That's a very good answer. They get muddy down there at the folds sometimes, um, but that's the winter one. You went into the summer one, that's which true, is yeah. um, which is your go. Okay, next question: Which AFL team has the best midfield in the competition? Uh, it's a tough yeah, another, one. another tough one. There's a couple of really good midfield midfields in the competition. Um, my top four would have to be Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood, and the Bulldogs. Uh, okay. And if I had to pick one, yeah. it'd have to be Melbourne. Yes. Just with the, the dual ruck. Stars. Gorn, Grundy, obviously Oliver, Petrarca, Viney, those guys. Uh, are all elite clearances, contested ball winners, uh, and we see, you know, we all know Petrarca hits the, the scoreboard. Uh, and then Hunter and Brayshaw out on the wings. It's mm. uh, pretty formidable. Yeah, pretty dynamic midfield they've got there. Uh, Petrarca and Oliver are just absolute stars. Oliver's got um, deceitful pace as well. He can burst out of the stoppage quite well. Okay, final question, Bryce. This is a mystery question. Uh, I just drummed it up in the break leading up to now, so uh, go easy on me here. Um, which condition would you rather live with? It's each time you yawn, you fall unconscious for a day, or every time you you sneeze, your body fills up with an awake substance that keeps you up for a day for twenty four hours. Which condition would you rather live with? <laughs> <laughs> You know why mine has gone that way? Because Where you asked you, you asked me if I wanted to have a, a head <laughs> a head full a salad, of lettuce last week. Or broccoli. That else. actually blew me away. <laughs> so I thought I'm gonna try and duplicate that. I I need my eight hours of beauty sleep each and every night, Tom. So yeah. I'm I'm picking the yawning and falling asleep for twenty. Yeah, hours. yeah. If I don't get my sleep, I'm uh, I'm a grumpy man. Yeah, that's a pretty straightforward one, actually. Not not so tough. Well, there you go. That's question time for this week. Uh, we are here for Lumo Energy SENSA Studio. Lumo at Number One King William Street is powered by Lumo Energy SA and our friends at City Discount Tires SUV Tire Deals on now. It's twenty five minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, it's good to be with you this beautiful Saturday morning. It's a top of 23 degrees, sunny, no clouds to see. 25 tomorrow if you're heading down to the Live Golf for that one as well. Uh, up next, Bryce Gibbs, we're going to delve into the Port Adelaide and the Crows matches and just preview what's upcoming. I've got a couple of trends that I want to talk to you about that I've noticed in the way that the Crows are playing that I don't think many others have. So we're going to dive into that. But right now, it's time for the news. 
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh yes, good to have your company this morning. Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs with you. We've got to dive into these Port Adelaide v West Coast and the Crows v Hawks games because they are interesting games, Ed. You should think Port will... um, absolutely belt the Eagles. I was saying earlier it could be a danger game, but I've actually done some research between now and then. And uh, the Eagles are absolutely decimated, Bryce. Um, They've got still one of the oldest teams in the AFL, and that's not a good place to be if you were going this crap. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you can't do a lot about injuries, Tom, and they've had Mm. a, a horrid run over the last, you know, 12, 18 months. But uh, one off the text line here. Today we'll, today we'll see exactly where Port Adelaide are at because we have a habit of dropping games to West Coast. So West Coast obviously have a, a pretty good record mm. in recent times. Uh, we've got to win these ones if we are expected to play finals. So that was on the text line uh, 0427 154 mm. Get online. Get, let us know your thoughts, your predictions yes. for today. Particularly uh, you, if they're anti what we're thinking. For Port or for the Crows. And uh, we'll read them out. Now, Bryce, just looking at the lineups here, in for Port Adelaide comes Bryn Teekle, Ollie Lord, Lordy May, Ollie Lord is in the team, Tom Jonas is back, and out goes Jackson Mead, Scott Lysette, interestingly omitted, Dylan Williams omitted, and Charlie Dixon. So that's an interesting selection for Port Adelaide, bringing in the young guy, Ollie Lord, and uh, the omission of Scott Lysette. Yeah, he has been down on form this year, Scotty Lysette. So mm. I think it's a simple equation for him. Go back to the Sandfall, get a couple of good games under your belt, get that form back, and he'll be back into the team. So that's been the feedback, I think, from Ken Hinckley. Mm. Uh, Bryn Tickle gets an opportunity. We saw him, I think he came in the mid-season draft last year, played a couple of games and broke his collarbone or broke something yeah. in his arm. So he uh, was we, great. we haven't seen him since. And yeah, he jumped on the scene and, First and couple showed, of games. showed he was quite capable at the level. So he'll be looking to put his best foot forward. And, and Ollie Lord gets his his opportunity for, mm. for Charlie Dixon, uh, a tall, tall key forward. Um, interesting, they didn't go with Mitch Georgiades. Yeah. Begs a, begs a few questions there, whether, whether mm. his form has been good enough in the sandfall. But you'd think... He would have got his opportunity this week. But, and whether uh, the West Coast officials may be just popping down to one of our lovely <laughs> cafes and having a chat with him somewhere. Yeah, that is getting a, a little bit of momentum, whether mm. he uh, might be looking to you know, get out of Port Adelaide and, and head back home to Western Australia. Still too, too early in the season to, to be making those calls. But, yeah, Ollie Lord gets his chance and uh, obviously the skipper Tom, Tom Jonas back in the side. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'll be interested to see how Tom Jonas moves because he was looking like it was out of form, but because of injury, as uh, the great Michelangelo Ritchie outlined to us last week. So hopefully he's rested up his body and, and he's a little bit more mobile this week. Uh, coming across to the Eagles, they're pretty decimated. They've got Elliot Yo, their big mid, coming out. Uh, coming in, Luke Foley, Luke Shuey, Zane True. Uh, what what could the Eagles be trying to achieve with the rest of this year? I, I reckon they are truly into the rebuilding stage now and they might have a, a bit of list culling to do. Yeah, it's going to be a, an, an interesting time for West Coast because a, a 
apart outside of last year, we sort of hadn't really seen them bottom out for a very long time. So mm. it's sort of new territory for them for a while. But yeah, they just need to start giving some games to kids. I think getting getting the games under mm. their belt. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what some of their older guys do, whether they they hang the boots up. Um, but like we saw with Hawthorne, you you can't get rid of all your your senior players. I don't think. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they they manage that. Uh, obviously, Luke Shuey coming back in today will help through the midfield, and and they showed a bit in the second half against Geelong last week. I mean, they were pretty competitive yeah. in, the, in the first quarter. The second quarter, they got blown out the water and it was about 50, 60 points. But I think they won the second half. So they showed a bit of fight and a bit of resilience in that game. So mm. hopefully they can take a little bit of confidence out of that. And, you know, we know it's going to be a tough game against or coming back here on a six-day break. Obviously, being in Adelaide, flew back to Perth, flying back to, to Adelaide. It's going to be tough. But tough against a Port Adelaide side who are, are in pretty good form. So um, where Port will get him, I think the, the, the West Coast Eagles have conceded the most marks inside their defensive 50. So, uh, you know, guys like Ollie Lord coming in, he's going to get plenty of opportunities to jump and, and catch the ball. Yep. Um, you know, Finlayson, um, these guys down there will be looking to catch the ball and if they're not getting it to the ground and, and letting their, their, their small forwards uh, get to work. What do you think the the final margin is going to be with this one, Bryce? Is it going to be a 10-goal job? Or? You would think so. You'd think yeah. Port would be able to do it pretty comfortably. I mean, I mean, there's there's no real easy games in the AFL these days. You only have to be 5% off in terms of your pressure mm. uh, around the ball and, and you do get found out. But, I mean, the form Port have shown over the first five rounds, you would think they would get this job done pretty comfortably. It should be an easy kill. One that I don't think is going to be as easy a kill. Um, uh, definitely a danger game for the Adelaide Crows is playing the Hawks down in Tassie. They really struggle in Tasmania, the Crows. What is it about that joint? Have you played in Tassie before, Gibbsy? I've played a couple of games in Tassie. And, I mean, it's just yeah, a bit, bit of Blustery. a different environment. And, I mean, when, when you like... The Hawks, or I think the Kangaroos play mm. down there, or they have played down there a lot in, in the last you know, five or six years. You do, you do sort of see it as a bit of a an advantage, a sort of bit of a home away from home. And traditionally, the Hawks have played really well down mm. there. So, uh, I mean, Adelaide, Adelaide will take enormous confidence of what they've done in the last three weeks, and and we know how young Hawthorne are, and and they've shown the, the inconsistencies in their games. So far this year, but uh, yeah, being down in Tassie does even it up a little bit, but the Crows will still be heavy favourites in this one. Yeah, the midfield battle, uh, as we always say, is a key one because Hawthorne's midfield have actually had pretty good numbers despite being sort of no names. They've got uh, Warple, John Newcomb, Carl Eamon and um, Connor Nash in there. Now, John Newcomb is a hard little dude. He uh, really gets some moving forward. And they're going to be combating Jordan Dawson, Rory Laird and the like. Uh, Sam Mitchell spoke about what they're going to do if they're going to send a tagger to Jordan Dawson. I definitely see him playing a role like that again. Whether or not it's this week, we'll um, decide later today. We have main training after this and we'll try a couple of things to see what they look like. And uh, Finns did a fantastic job on, on Jordan last year, but he was playing a different role. He was doing a lot of different things and Adelaide have uh, changed you know, a couple of personnel um, situations in their side and they're going along really nicely, of course. So um, we'll make an assessment later today on, on Finns' role. Yeah, just talking about Finn McGuinness there, if he's going to tag Jordan Dawson. Um, 
just looking at Adelaide, they're going so well this year. And I think there are some key differences in, as to why they're going so well. There's a bunch of different players. Obviously, there's Rankin. Luke Pedler is basically like a new player. Miller is like a new player. Max Michelini is new. I was just comparing the two, this side compared to the, this time last year when they played the Hawks. And then you got the natural improvement of guys like Riley Tilthorpe and... Uh, Lockie Murphy playing a role that actually works for him. And and uh, guys like Chase Jones, you know, I think he works really well alongside uh, the wing. Do you think the Adelaide's system has come up a level or they're, they're feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more organised, would you say, Bryce? Yeah, potentially. I reckon you nailed it on the head. It's the, it's the guys that have taken their games to another level and – have been more consistent. So some of their lesser mm. names, like you said, the, the Chase Joneses, um, the, the who else are we? Riley Thilthorpe. Riley Thilthorpe, um, Peddlers, and even some mm. of the guys down back as well. So they're getting an even contribution and, and allowing their stars. Nick Murray. Nick Murray's another one. Um, their stars to, to obviously have continued to play well, but it's mm. been a, an even contribution a, across the board. And we all know how good they are around the stoppages in terms of their pressure, their tackling, their clearances. Uh, and what's been really impressive from a from a ball movement point of view, their, their ability to hit their targets in the mm. front half. I mean, Jordan Dawson, some ridiculous stack that he's... Uh, 70% of the time he kicks the ball inside 50, it results in a mark. We know how well Rochelle uses the ball. Um, Rankin, when he's when yeah. he's flying, kicking the ball inside 50. Um, so it's the, the ball movement in the forward half that's been really impressive for mine. And, and that's what really set the game up for him last week against Carlton. Obviously, off the back of winning centre-bounce clearances, mm. uh, using those little short 45 um, and yeah. 20, 30 metre kicks to then roll and either hit up a, a Fogarty or, or get it deep into a, into a Tex. It's been really impressive. Yeah, something to keep an eye out for with, with Adelaide's ball movement is when they get a kick out, they they don't go straight away, but they still go while the, the players are sort of scattered and unorganised. And Wayne Miller will just try and get it over the top of um, that 50 line just to get it out the back. And he once he makes his decision, he pulls the trigger really quickly. Something to keep an eye out for today. This is Matthew Nix talking about the challenges the Crows might face up against the Hawks. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a challenge for us on the road. We, uh, we were lucky enough to get away in the pre-season and, and get a couple of games over in Perth. But when you talk the real deal, um, this is yeah our first opportunity to have a real crack at a, an away game, especially in Tassie. You, know, you, you come up against... Hawthorne in Tasmania, it's a, it's a tough, tough game. And we've been found wanting the last few times we've come up against. I think they've touched us up two out of three. So we, we know our challenge this week, and it's a big one. Matthew Nix calling the Hawks a cute little nickname there, Hawthy. Little Hawthy, it's a little bit different. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, the little Hawthy Hawks. Uh, Bryce, final tip for that one. What, what do you reckon and this margin would Just to touch on yeah. that, Tommy, uh, if Adelaide want to play finals this year, these are the games, yes. as Matty Nix said, on the road, they have to win. They're obviously yeah. going to be hard to beat here at home at mm. Adelaide Oval. We know that. It's it's the handful of games that you, you need to win interstate. And, and he mentioned that, they haven't had a great record against Hawthorne full stop, whether that's being mm. here or in Melbourne. Um, but being in Tassie, it, as I said, it does even it up a little bit, but it still should, they still should win this game. Yeah. Margin, a couple of goals. I'm going to say 13 points. Yeah, probably a little bit more for me if they're, 
if they're the real deal mm. um, and they're going to improve like like we think they are, if it's going to trend that way, that they should win by four or five goals. Right. Up next, Bryce, I've got a very, very special gift for you. Producer Sammy is popping into studio because producer Jace, he's earned himself a very nice break. He's been working his ass off for a long time and he's just sitting in a big deck chair on a cruise boat just having a couple of drinks very responsibly, just sinking into oblivion there. But we've got producer Sammy to come in and give us his top five hot topics. And also, I'm gonna, I've got a very special song to celebrate the Live Golf Tournament that's uh, set Adelaide on fire. It's currently just past quarter to ten. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good to be with you today. It's a beautiful day up ahead. Sunny, 23 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, 25 degrees later on. We're here for our friends at City Discount Tyres. SUV tyre deals on now and we're coming to you from Studio Lumo SA at number one King William Street powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bryce Gibbs, Liv has taken over Adelaide. Have you had any mates heading down there? A lot, actually, yeah. yeah. Yep. My it's perching up in uh in the watering hole there the twelfth the twelfth hole looks pretty good. Yeah, we had a couple of texts coming talking about uh combating a hangover. I just thought, well, we had Caro Wilson earlier on talking about how Adelaide doesn't deserve to have uh, gather round for another three years, which is a load of crap. And uh we're Pretty much on fire right now. Live Golf has come and it's changed this city. They've changed the way golf is being played. It's, I'm not sure if you've heard, but it's golf but louder. So I've got this tribute song before we get into Sammy's top five. We just finished Gather Rounds and now we've got the LIV. Golf. We're officially not a shithole. <laughs> We're better than Sydney. When Cam Smith pulls the trigger on the party hall, the dad is gonna cream his pants. He's been a member at the Grange since I was a baby. We love this city and our live golf. We don't need pity. No, we don't need pity in our fishbowl. Love this city. Yeah, we love this. Golf team are you supporting? Smash, talk, crushers, the range goats, high fires, the fireballs. Welcome to Adelaide. <laughs> oh man! Thank you, Bryce. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, Lion. We love us. Once uh, we love a sound effect. Once I find something, I can just hang on just to. Just makes it. This is just what we love. And I, I couldn't put the crow in that one. So uh, we got the golf here. But producer Sammy has joined us. Sammy, uh, good to have you join us for the next few weeks while Jace obliterates himself on a ship. <laughs> great to be here, boys. It's a little bit earlier than my usual gig, 6 yeah. to 7 p.m., but that's okay. I'll flip the body clock and, uh, you know, more than happy to join you boys for a couple of coffees in the morning. Absolutely. Good to have you in here. You're usually with Blighty and Wilds. Yes. That'd be, I dare say, a little bit more chilled out. Uh, more of a relaxed approach than our um, 
you well, know. Well, if you heard Blighty earlier this week uh, <laughs> talking about prior opportunity, uh, yeah, Blighty was pretty fired up, but we'll talk about that maybe in our sports update. Yeah, okay. Um, but for now, I know it's been done to death, but quickly, just on sling tackles, mm. um, I just want to hear from Alistair Clarkson, grab number one, and then yeah. Bryce, I want to get your thoughts on how you were taught to, to tackle and uh, any impact of the sling tackle in the uh, in the Sandville this year. Yeah, well, it's... Um... Yeah, it's a, listen, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one for the game. They've got, um, you know, these, these issues around concussion that they obviously need to be um, very, very mindful of. But um, we, can't, we can't lose sight of the fact just how difficult our game is. Um, and in some of these incidents, you know, the, the Will Day one from, from Hawthorne, it was, in, it was just in the process of, of tackling a, a player. If you're tackling him, you're sometimes going to lose balance. And... Um, the, the whole idea of tackling is to actually pin their arms so they can't uh, dispose of the football because the ball is in their hands. So um, you want to you want to pin the arms, but if you if you pin their arms, <laughs> there's going to be risk that if they fall to the ground because they lose balance, there's sometimes going to be head contact with the ground. Uh, so Bryce, uh, first of all, yeah, just a, what um, have you made of the sling tackle incidents in the AFL sort of this season compared to obviously when you were playing where there's been a bit of a different interpre- in- interpretation? Yeah, they're certainly watching it a lot closely, aren't they? And we even saw an example last night in the footy where a Western Bulldogs player tackled a Frio player and almost like guided him down to the ground. Yeah, was, I think it was, was Trelaw. was really careful with the way he executed it. And you're right. I mean, it was a lot different when, when I was playing uh, and especially early in my career you you were taught as Alistair Clarkson said to, to pin the arms and, and take them to ground because that's going to take energy out of, out of them as well and and I got done for a sling tackle on, on Robbie Gray I mm. was a, a three week down to down to two weeks um, and that was probably oh yeah that was six or seven years ago now but yeah I, I mean the concussion has become so important uh, and and they're looking at it a lot closely, and we know the the effects that it's had uh, on players' long term long term health. So, uh, yeah, it certainly has changed. Uh, and unfortunately, now if if you tackle someone and mm. they hit their head, whether they're protecting themselves or not, you're going to get weeks. Is it even a plausible thing though to teach you to tackle in that gentle way, like in, in a way that can you're removing that. In, there's like an instinct to pull them to the ground. Yeah, well, it certainly is. Yeah, you you want to tackle with intent. That, mm. That's for sure. It's, you know, you, you, there's that old saying. You know, if you you're not going in hard, you you'll get injured yourself. So, yeah, um, yeah it's you certainly when you tackle, you, you're taught to tackle with aggression and, and take them to ground. And uh, and then you know, so even people come out and say it's it's on the the person with the ball to protect themselves well how do you protect yourselves when you when you got your arms pinned so, so mm. it's uh it's a, a debate that you could you could talk about for hours and the duty of care has obviously switched from the you know tackle to the one doing the tackling uh you're involved obviously at south adelaide are you seeing any impact how they're teaching the younger players now how to tackle well you just got to be careful if it's on you as the tackler if you choose to take them to ground you're going to run the risk if they hit their head yep. and as soon as there's concussion or you know mm. any signs of of a, of a player being dazed they're going to look at it straight away 
And uh, just moving on as well, just on the South Adelaide theme, the booing of Jason Horn francis was the hot topic earlier in the week, uh, obviously brought about uh, by our very own Kane Corns, Nathan Buckley and David King having some heated debate. Uh, you know Jason quite well. How do you think he would be dealing with this? I think early on it wouldn't have worried him. He's the sort of character that no fuss attitude um, sort of would have embraced it and, and just got on with it. But these sort of things, after a while, they do start mm. taking their toll. And yeah. I think, I mean, he, he had a, an amazing last quarter last week and, and really turned the game for Port Adelaide. So hopefully it doesn't affect his performance too much. But I know Jason, and, and although he might say it wouldn't be bothering him, after a while it does it does wear you down. And all the the talk and and commentary around it, which has got nothing to do with him, He's just playing footy and, mm. and doing what, what he, he loves to do. With all this commentary around it from other people, uh, it, it, it does wear you down eventually. And uh, obviously, we were talking, you guys were talking about, you know, hate on social media earlier today. Bryce, with your move from uh, Carlton to Adelaide, were you ever booed by the Blues fans and, um, you know, or, or Crows fans? And, you know, did it impact you, you know, in, in your game and also, you know, outside of football? Yeah, I was. My first game back in Melbourne, uh, I, I was booed by by Carlton supporters. I was even booed, this is how funny it is, I was booed <laughs> by Glenelg supporters when I played against them, uh, when I played for South Adelaide against them for the first God. time. So I'd played for Glenelg the best part of 16, 17 years ago. So people don't forget. Yeah. What was shameful was when Adelaide supporters started booing you when you ran out for the first game. I, I, <laughs> I was getting booed because I sat in the Carlton cheer squad yeah. last oh, week yeah. at Gather Out, walking in front of the hill to go behind the guys. I was getting booed on the hill. Oh, no. uh, you, can't, uh, you can't hide anyway. Dreadful. And uh, just quickly as well, the Crows reported interest in Mason Redman. We've got some audio there from Mitch Cleary. Uh, just down oh, the yes, we do. I'll just get you to pad for just one more moment. Yeah, no so tell worries. us about Mason Redman. Mason Redman, 186 centimetre sort of rebounding defender. So yep. in a similar mould to Tom Duday, but Tom Duday probably plays a little bit taller. Um, yep. I think Redman would be a good fit at any club that he goes to. He's out of contract at the end of this year and he's sort of been pushing contract talks down the road. Uh, Gibber, do you think okay. it'd be a good fit at the Crows? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, any time a player says, I'm going to put my contract I don't, I don't think he said he's put on it on hold. hold. I think he's just sort of dodged the question a little okay. bit. But, you know, there's six to one, half a dozen, the other sort yeah. of thing. Okay. Well, yeah, as soon as that sort of happens, you, you know that there might be something bubbling away there. But, oh, absolutely, he's a quality player and... Whether he gets the Crows or Port, if he wanted to do that, he'd be a great fit for either either side. This is what Mitch Cleary had to say about it. Every second person wants to know what is happening with his contract. Mm. Currently at Essendon on a nice deal, but he is going to have a big pay rise, as you mentioned earlier in the series. How much is he going to be? What, what's he going to be worth? I think on the open market, Mason Redmond's worth between six fifty, seven fifty a year as a free agent. <sighs> okay. And the Crows are monitoring the situation right now, as they do with all South Australians. Mm. But I think this one is a bit realer than just the, oh, he's a South Australian, keep tabs on. I think there might be a bit to play out there. And Mason Ribbon's had multiple chances to come out and say, I'm committed to Essendon, but he just kicked it down the road. He said, I'm, you know, on a few occasions saying that I'm just wanting to see how it plays out, loving my time at the club, we'll see what happens, faith in my manager, et cetera, et cetera. We're just going to see this going forward, aren't we? Any South Australian that is out of contract or 
potentially might have come, come back. So Redmond there, like Jack Lacocious is going to mm. cop it as well. It's just going to be never ending, forward, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty good to see the tide turning a little bit oh, though yes. with the Crows, you know, losing the likes of Jack Gunston, Kurt Tippett, all those sorts of types, you know, over the journey about sort of 10 years ago. So it's sort of good to see the wheel turning the other direction. Absolutely. I think COVID had a small impact on that, people missing their families. And it's just good to see Adelaide getting the uh, the riches come back their way a little bit. He'd be an interesting player for the Crows. Hey, very nicely done, Sam. I am quite enjoyed right. that one. We're going to keep you in here, actually. we got the sports wrap coming up next. It's two minutes past ten, so we've got to get to the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Very nice to have your company this Saturday morning. It's a lovely top of 23 degrees, sunny, no clouds to be seen in sight. I don't know if those words to go back to back, Bryce, but seen in sight uh, I'm leaning on them quite a bit lately. Uh, 25 degrees tomorrow. We've got producer Sammy in the studio. It's time for this. They're playing basketball. Oh, oh, the to the beach, you <laughs> bit yes. of an NBA jam. NBA in there. jam, yeah, mixed with a bit of the like Mike theme. Yeah. Uh, in today's action, the Hawks are currently up against the Celtics, seventy nine apiece in the third quarter. The Knicks and the Cavs are just tipping off, while the Wolves versus the Nuggets gets underway in about an hour. Yesterday, the 76ers defeated the Nets ninety seven to one hundred and two, taking a three nil series lead. Uh, MV. MVP front runner Joel Embiid had a quiet game with 14 points while James Harden was rejected for a flagrant two foul, which was a little bit soft. Uh, the Warriors paid back a game in their series against the Kings, getting up 114 to 97 in their first home game of that series. Steph Curry with 36 points. The Suns also won the first game of their series against the Clippers, winning 129 to 124. Unconvincing though, the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook impressed for LA, who were without those two. KD had 28 for the Suns, while Devin Booker exploded for 45 points of his own. Very nice, Sammy. Um, Bryce, let's move on to a little bit of the AFL stuff. You can shed some light on this, Sam, actually. Lee Matthews says he's open to a formal approach to join the AFL commission as he winds down his media career. Last night, he confirmed that he's been involved in early discussions uh, last year about the commission role. The AFL has told of potential candidates it has postponed elevating new commissioners until Gil McLaughlin's replacement is found, likely after the May 9 budget that decides the fate of the 19th AFL licence in Tassie. So what sort of commission role is he, what does that look like for Lee if he was to join well, the commission? Well, Lee's sort of been consulted previously in sort of, I guess, rule changes and how to make the game better. So I believe mm. it was him and Malcolm Blight, as well as maybe a couple of others who uh helped pioneer the 666 rule, which has obviously completely transformed the game, reduced a lot of congestion combined with the stand rule. So, yeah, once Gill's out the door, I think we'll see a couple of changes to the commission. Obviously, Brad Scott's now left that, um, his previous role at the AFL, which had a lot to do with the rule changes. So I think in future years, once Gill goes and they can sort of restructure a little bit, we'll see a little bit more tinkering with the game, but hopefully not too much because I think it's in a pretty good space as it is. Okay, very nice. Let's go through some tips, Brian for the rest of the weekend before we get to Spencer Johnson, who's just re-signed with the Redbacks, which is exciting for them. I think it's three years he's uh, tacked on. 
Bryce, Fremantle versus the Western Bulldogs. Who do you think will win that? Uh, I'm going to tip the Western <laughs> Bulldogs by about 10 goals. Okay. Very nice. I think I'm one for that, one there. That might be coming to fruition. Uh, Port v West Coast Eagles. Should be a pretty comfortable win for Port Adelaide today. Yep. Another 10-goal job. GWS versus the Lions at Manuka Oval. This one interests me. Yeah, Manuka Oval. Hadn't heard of that that oval either. <laughs> Manuka Oval, I think, down in uh, You know what I'm thinking of? <laughs> I'm thinking of the Manuka, the honey. Have you ever had Manuka yeah. honey? You're not trying to pull yourself out of that. <laughs> Brisbane, Br- Br- Brisbane's biggest worry was how are they going to win on the road this year? They obviously were down here in Mount Barker last week, put on an absolute clinic, mm. and I think they will get the chocolates down at Manuka Oval <laughs> this afternoon. Uh, no doubt they'll ask you to clip that one up, Sammy. Geelong and Sydney. Now, this is a bit of a grudge match. The grand final replay. Yeah. I, I'd say uh, Sydney are actually a really good chance. They'll come in angry. This one's crept up on us, the grand final replay. Hasn't mm. been spoken about a whole lot. Uh, Sydney, yeah, we know they're going all right. Still undermanned down in defence. But I think just being down the highway at GMHBA Stadium just mm. gives the Cats that little bit of an advantage. And we saw them starting to hit their straps last week, albeit against an undermanned West Coast. But uh, I'm tipping Geelong in a close one. Okay. I'm going to tip Sydney there. The Hawks and the Crows at Utah Stadium on Sunday. Did I pronounce that one right? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> University of Tasmania, I think that, that is. Okay. Uh, Adelaide for me. Yep. Fair Com- call. Comfortably. Carlton and St Kilda. This is, this is an interesting game. This is an interesting game. And I called the St Kilda-Collingwood match uh, on the weekend and I was I hadn't seen St Kilda much this year and I was pretty impressed. Uh, yep. they just, uh, they're just they so pressure. hard to score against. Uh, you're right, really a lot of pressure. They get a couple of Warriors back. I think Steele's back mm. this week. And I think St Kilda will beat Carlton okay. at Marvel I'm- under the roof. I'm going to pick Carlton. I'm going to pick them to bounce back. Your boys, Gold Coast Suns versus North Melbourne, two of the cellar dwellers this year. Yeah, both teams will see this game as a winnable one. I didn't mind what I saw from the Gold Coast Suns in what they did down at Norwood Oval against Frio last week. Both teams just need Mm. a win for some confidence, a bit of team morale. And I saw North, I just, they're, they're... in the middle, they're, they're trying to learn this game plan. Mm. They don't know whether to press up or fold back. And okay. The, the, they just look a bit disjointed. So off the yep. back of seeing them last week, I think Gold Coast will win up there. Okay. Melbourne v Richmond, surely Melbourne are going to bounce back. I reckon they will. I yep. reckon this will be a bit of a statement game after dropping one last week to Essendon here at Adelaide Oval. Mm. I reckon Melbourne will win. Uh, finally, Collingwood v Essendon in Anzac Day special. Another interesting contest. Huge, huge. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest games on the calendar. The, there's already been talk that they're going to break the, the crowd record for this game. Really? Um, I think it's about 94,500. They reckon they're going to surpass that this week with, with their ticket sales uh, and what's been. So I think it's up to the MCC members to get along to this one to help break that record. But yep. we could see a crowd bigger than 95,000 uh, on Anzac Day. Oh, wow. So uh, I reckon Collingwood, Collingwood to win. Yep. 
that will be pumping at the MCG. Bryce, up next, we've got a very special guest. His name is Spencer Johnson. He's just signed a three-year deal with the Redbacks to stay on and uh, keep bowling those quick ones. So we're going to check in with him and uh, see how he's feeling after that announcement. It's currently uh, 12 minutes past 10. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Very nice to have your company on this beautiful Saturday. Top of 23 degrees, clear and sunny. We're coming to you from SCNSA Studio Lumo at number one King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. And City Discount Tyres are our friend Bryce. SUV tyre deals on now. Right now on the line, we've got a very special guest, actually. His name is Spencer Johnson. He's just signed a three-year deal with the Redbacks. Spence, have we got you there? Yes, you got me. Good morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, uh, Spence. So you turned your back on an offer from Queensland to sign a three-year deal to stay here. Um, you know, was your decision about loyalty or what What sort of drove your decision-making there? Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the decision really revolved around um, where I think I'm best chance of playing for Australia and um to be honest, that's here, being at home with uh, friends and family and um, with my partner. So um, I think that's what it came down to in the end. Mm. Well, let's jump into that, Spence. Congratulations on the new deal. Um, you were in the Australia and A-side. Uh, tell us about that experience and that tour in New Zealand, obviously aspirations to play for Australia. This is a, a great stepping stone to do that. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, to, to be a part of that um, New Zealand tour was obviously quite cool, Um if you said that at the start of the year, I'd be, um, yeah, leading the attack in the in the in the LGA series. I'd would probably get laughed at, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was a great experience. Different conditions, um, different coaches. Um, yeah, it was yeah that that was quite cool. It's been quite a journey for you, actually, coming up through the ranks. You've battled with injury and um, you know you couldn't make the starting lineup for SA Second Eleven a little while ago. Um, now your name's being brought up in the same sentence for the Ashes is what I've heard. Um, how does that feel, mate, to make – I guess it doesn't feel quick for you, but looking outside in, it seems like really quick progress. Well, to be honest, it does feel quick. Um, yeah, as you said, yeah. I, I missed out on um, second 11 selection the game before uh, Christmas, actually, this year. So yeah. um, I've, back then I probably thought it was a long way back and now um, – a, a okay big bash can change things quite quickly. Mm. And what are you working on with your bowling going, going into the next uh, season with the Redbacks? What's your main focus? Well, we've obviously got Ryan Harris coming in, so that's a great get for us. Mm. Um, all the bowlers are really excited to, to work with him. He obviously had a, a great career, and um, yeah, to get him on board is, is massive for the bowling group. So, um, yeah, I thought at the minute for me, it's I've got my feet up, which is nice. Um, it's been a been a pretty long year um so well bigger bigger year than normal i guess mm. um so yeah my feet are up and then i think uh with middle of june we're, we're back in the gym and um yeah we're we're hit the ground running so from a, a redbacks point of view what, what are the the biggest things we need to be working on over over this this pre-season obviously uh we've been a little bit inconsistent in in some of the different formats of the game but uh obviously where do you think 
cricket's at here in South Australia and what are the, the key areas that we think you, or you think we need to, to work on to be to be competitive in, in all formats? Yeah, well, we, we obviously, um, the one-day comp, we, we made the final, which we're probably a couple of years ahead of what we thought we would be. Um, we obviously come up against a pretty good side in Western Australia over there. Um, so we've learned a lot about um, our white ball stuff and then with our red ball stuff, we've we won a couple of games back to back, um, but I think it was just sort of an hour or a session that um, let us down, and we ended up losing losing those games. Like we we had put ourselves in good positions, and then an hour um, with the bat or the ball would would let us down, and um, yeah, then it was game over. Spence, before we let you go, um, you're a bit of a Crows fan. We hear. How are you feeling about how they're tracking? You know, last three weeks have uh, been pretty good wins on the trot. Are you optimistic about their chances for finals? Well, I think the way they're playing, um, yeah, definitely a chance. Um, they're they're exciting young group, so uh, a little bit like the Redbacks. We've, um, mm. Yeah, hopefully they can keep going well and, um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Spence, congratulations on the new deal. Uh, we're excited. I know Redbacks fans will be absolutely stoked about that. Um, very nice to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me on. Spencer Johnson there, exciting news that he signed a three-year deal with the Redbacks. Hey, Bryce, we've got to get to a break before we wrap things up uh, with a few more little tidbits around the news. Uh, It's the top of 25 degrees tomorrow, 23 today and 27 on Monday. Very beautiful weather, autumn weather, as you would call it, Bryce, up ahead for Adelaide. Uh, It's currently 21 minutes past 10. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yeah, Saturdays on fire right now. Live Golf has taken over and uh, I'm hearing from everyone left, right and centre that it's a bloody party down there, Bryce Gibbs. But beyond that, there are actually some golf scores going on. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a round of golf being played. Uh, American Taylor Gooch went 10 under par to 62, best round of his he's ever played in his life to take the opening round lead at the uh, inaugural event. He carted 10 birdies at the Grange to be four shots clear of Englishman Richard Bland and South Africa's Dean Bermister. Uh, our very own Cam Smith, he posted a three under at 69. So he's still uh, in with a slim still, chance. Still within striking range, but he, he spoke on the nerves. Obviously, we spoke to Miles Fitzner, who's part of the SEN team calling the Live Golf Tournament yes. over the next three days. But he spoke of the the pressure of everyone's just following him, obviously, from tee to tee, watching him, yeah. watching him play. And he did, for the first time in his career, felt the nerves more so than most tournaments because of the, everyone's just absolutely riding every shot that he's that he's playing. Fascinating. I know Fisher got him up on stage to uh, do his shoey last night. So it was all happening down there. I wouldn't be able to concentrate with that sort of crowd going. I know um, when Tiger Woods was a little boy, his dad would take him out golfing with him and his mates. And his mates would uh, start to shush when Tiger played his shots. And his dad would encourage them to um, be loud and uh, put him off. And, uh, you know, maybe one of the many reasons Tiger is so good. Well, this tournament's different to most 
golf tournaments because mm. that's what usually happens when you're teeing up in the PGA yeah, Tour. Sure, everyone sure. goes quiet, whereas the Live Golf, they had music blaring. Yeah. They had people in the crowd just yelling things out and certainly a bit of a different atmosphere than what we're used to. It's a reinvention of what we know. Hey, before we uh, jump off, Bryce, what's the one focus the Crows need to um, be on top of if they're not to get surprised by the Hawks? You know, it's a bit of a danger game. Well, I don't think they need to do anything different to what they've been doing the last three weeks, Mm. really. Uh, I think Matty Nix has got them in a really good headspace. Uh, He spoke obviously about the challenge of playing interstate uh, and against the team who they haven't had great success in in recent times. But stick to the system, stick to the process. And and usually when you do that, when you're in form, the the results do take care of themselves. So Mm. I don't think they'll look to do anything different. What does Jordan Dawson do if... If Finn Callahan, Finn McGuinness, sorry, goes to him, uh, which I I think it will happen. We've seen him go to Dacos in a a practice match. So I don't think um, Sam Mitchell will let Jordan Dawson, the way he's playing, run around without any attention today. So whether they change a little bit around that, whether he goes to halfback for a bit, whether he plays on the wing for a bit, we'll, we'll soon find out. But they don't need to change too much. They're in really good form. Yeah, I think Jordan Dawson's the type of player who is built to uh, deal with the tag when it eventually comes. And it looks like it's uh, coming his way tomorrow. Um, yeah, I. well, that's our sign to jump out, Bryce. <laughs> and Port Adelaide too. They don't have to do too much differently yeah. either, obviously. West Coast uh, are a little bit undermanned, but being here in Adelaide, they're on a six-day break. They're, they're travelling back to Adelaide. I think um, guys will be looking to mm. put their hand up to, to playing well because it's getting tight for selection at Port Adelaide as well. Absolutely. Well, good luck to whoever you're supporting this weekend. Uh, SEN will be across all the coverage of the golf, getting loose down there with Miles Fitzner and SEN Power Nation and Crows Nation on today and tomorrow. Bryce Gibbs, you'll be joining the Power Commentary team. I'm in the call box today, so looking forward to that one. Fantastic. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend wherever you are.